Welcome back, everybody, to the MTV Challenge Accepted Podcast presented by the Underdog Podcasting Network. I'm your co-host, Andrew Gallison, here with my brother, my better half, podcast-wise, Dondrick Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Dondrick. Hi. I have one question for you. Yeah. Teresa, Hall of Famer? Or no? <laughs> You're joking because we talked about Anissa last week. But I'm actually really glad because you pride yourself on being um, like a strategy officer of our podcast. And there's just a lot of strategy to talk about this episode specifically. I want to, we're going to get into that. It's called From Teresa with Love. Gives you Is that hint. the episode name? That was the episode name that kind of ran out of puns, I guess. <laughs> I like that one though. But it's, I mean, I think the title is From Russia with Love. From Teresa with Love. Maybe it's close enough to Russia, you think? Teresa, Russia. Is that the idea? I guess. I don't know. A little weak to me. Um, so where we last left off, um, Anissa beat our best friend, Tori, became the first girl left with a gold skull. Obviously, Natalie went home um, and Ashley re-entered the house. And, you know, as you might expect, she played a big role in this episode as well. But the the star of this episode, aforementioned Teresa, we, she's kind of been invisible for the first few episodes. Huge then, episode for Teresa. And sort of creeping up and now became the star of the episode right away. Probably, I would say, her best episode of her career. The most she's ever been focused on and the most she's ever taken control. Exactly, uh, yeah. So right away, they, they set us up. They, you know, All the other females are blaming her for playing all sides. You know, She's shady. She's friends with the rookies. She's friends with the vets. Which I and thought meant that she was going to be... Usually when they do that sort of beginning scene like towards the beginning before the 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 challenges i feel like that means they're going to get thrown like she was going to be in the elimination you know what i mean like well, that was absolutely my and, and i thought the whole time especially because the person who confronted her face to face was lolo jones and you know, whom we'd all think would be a great competitor who's going to win one of these dailies and did you remember Teresa's defense when lolo confronted her about it i wrote down her exact line i don't know if you remember I don't remember it verbatim. She's saying, you know, you're playing both sides and you're not telling people what you're thinking. And Teresa's defense was, that's just how I roll. <laughs> that's just how I roll. And her Really? She, I don't accent. remember that. Yeah, she was like, that's a side line. She's like, that's just how I roll. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the greatest defense, but. Interesting. Well, I thought that actually, I, uh, I thought that Teresa handled that well being confronted by Lolo. Well, she didn't she didn't equivocate a lot when confronted by Ashley later on or talking to Cam. Not super honest, maybe, but she didn't seem like insecure or anything. What I yeah, and I suppose maybe this is a low bar, but I, for by measuring of success, but I thought that she was very correct in her confessional about that Lolo thing where she was like, Lolo could really I have to like just not step on a pressure plate here and get her to like, right. you know, go off on me. Cause I need to just keep things calm and be a bit, cause I hear, I hear what you're saying. That's how I roll, but it, it seemed a little conciliatory. Like she seemed to be kind of calm and. Yeah. She's like, speak Lola. softly, carry a big stick. And, and it's like what when did. Indiana Jones has to like switch out the idols without setting off the trap. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like she does that well by not, she didn't start fighting or arguing with any of these people once they confronted her or tried to like talk. She's with her never really been that type, like the drunken wild fight. Sometimes she gets in like girl drama, but not 
out of control, irrational. I think she's had some moments historically, but I thought that was a good strength of her this episode. And also, you know, recognizing people skills, recognizing that some of her friends may not have her back, recognizing that Lolo is somebody who can fly off a handle and get upset. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then a, another character, a new guy, we haven't really focused on a lot. The show hadn't either. Leo, the wrestler. From there, you know, we hear his backstory. I guess it's been hard for him. He had been in a group home for a little while, so this is like triggering for him. I guess he's been married. He's married and has a kid on the way, and so he just decided to leave. And it's something that TJ openly endorsed. It's something the show did, flashing like a mental health graphic. How did you feel about Leo, the wrestler, just sort of stepping aside? Well, I am of two minds about it. I think that my initial, similar to maybe like Natalie last week, my initial reaction, I've been conditioned watching this show. Oh, we hate quitters. We hate quitters, right? And so, and I also very much value when people, even if they're not the best performer, when they really, really care about being on the show. Like, I think that's so vital to the show is taking itself seriously in that way. And so my, I guess a long way of saying my initial reaction was very negative about Leo leaving, but then they, I, then TJ, TJ got through to you. TJ endorsed it. And I was, that kind of really shook me (laughs) i had to reevaluate my (laughs) well it's a shift in like cultural landscapes you know even when we were kids about sports and competition and like i don't want to say embracing mental health but like prioritizing it making it um a legitimate thing that people should not feel shamed about although it is a fine line because like anytime you quit or something in any way it's somewhat mental health related, right? I mean, so what's the difference yeah. between being a quitter and and responsibly checking out your mental health? It's, yeah, I guess it's ultimately subjective. You see it when you see it. You know it when you see it. Um, however, I wasn't so clear that this was a mental health serious thing. I guess it, it, that kind of came as a surprise to me once TJ used the words mental health and they came up with a little you know, like bumper Graphic. on the screen. Um, yeah. I Well, you know what? I, I think if we had to draw a line, distinguish, you know, certainly we understood Natalie's thing. She was literally pregnant. Um, and in this one, I understand it too, because it's like in both cases, I feel like they left um, for rele- reasons unrelated to the competition. And so I think it rubs me the wrong way when people f- realize like the deck stacked against them and they're not good enough for the game and then they quit for that reason. I didn't get the sense that he felt like this was a losing battle and he's going to leave before he loses. Did you? No, no, not overtly. I mean, my suspicion was before TJ got involved was like, Oh, maybe he has some of that feeling like he's not good. He's not on the in crowd and you know, it's hard being a rookie. Um, However, and I also kind of had the urge, I forgot to like research maybe if there was something that came out in terms of more. Like something more than that. Yeah, because it is, as somebody who's married and has a little baby, like I I kind of sympathize more with this than, because we used to like, what, not a season or two ago, really be critical of Jenna when she was debating leaving for her boyfriend drama. And to me, there's a difference between being married and having a kid and um, having relationship drama. But we were very critical, I think, of Jenna for potentially quitting for that reason. Yeah. Although I think you were less so, maybe, if I recall. I don't, we'd have to look at your record there. But I think that this also, 
speaks to TJ's influence, I feel, because I right. overall, I approve of it because I think TJ did. And I think right. he is a, he is a great role model. And, and uh, I think he, he's the sort of the, uh, what you look to, to see how you're supposed to react. As an well, and that's why it's that important in a, in a broad societal perspective when like sort of like alpha males, you know, and I would throw TJ in that group like endorse things like that. It's different than like your librarian or your third grade English teacher telling you that it's okay. If you know, like a professional athlete, like is, or Kevin Love is somebody who's been open about mental health and depression. Like suddenly it becomes like more endorsed, I think more mainstream. Like TJ saying it does lend more credence than if Ashley said it, Ashley Mitchell, for example, right? I think so. And I think that's because TJ um, has that sterling reputation. Yeah. And, you know, I was just watching clips. It's so funny of old shows. And it just, it does show you like cultural shifts. And a lot of times it takes that. I'm not saying it need, men need to be the ones doing it. It's just sort of like um, everyone needs to do it and not be like embarrassed about acknowledging that people's mental health is important. But I was watching an old clip of Knight. Remember Knight, of course, who passed away. Of course. Yeah. He was making fun of Marlon who was a guy who I think had yeah, been bisexual and, and it was like a huge joke. And the same with Anissa, it was a huge joke and a punchline that she was bisexual. Like to see that that shift is really marked, like marked. And I think the mental health thing is as well. Maybe, maybe we won't see a lot of judgmental about quitting in the future for personal yeah. reasons. That's true. That's a, that's a great point. I think it, it becomes a bit subjective on what is, a valid reason to quit and what isn't. And I think TJ will decide. Well, and also the show will decide is Leo done as have we seen the last from Leo? I would be inclined to say yes. I would think so. I would yeah. think so. Not necessarily because he has this scarlet letter of quitting, but more so that I don't know why he, he seemed to not enjoy it. Right. So why come back? Right. And some the shows not for everybody. A lot of times it's about the competition a lot of times it's just like, hey, I don't want to be on camera with a bunch of crazy people and, and like blindside each other all the time. Some people really thrive on that and some people don't. Yeah. Um, so that gets us to our daily. So also Gabby, his partner, switched over to Devin. Again, we're not really sure why Devin's big play to get rid of Tori made sense. He's now stuck with probably a slightly worse partner, right? That was like almost inevitable. Yeah, I think significantly worse. Again, we don't know too much if Gabby is a known entity or not. Um, but we, this was our problem with Devin's plan is now you're going to be left with someone who's like a leftover and this right, was a, exactly an orthodox way of getting a new partner, but it didn't make uh, any sense. Um, and also he was, you know, his one logical theoretical argument was, I don't want to, she had a target on her back. Exactly. I don't want yeah. a target on my back. Yes. I think that's the one, that's the argument to me, but because they've been so accurate at knowing when it's a guy's elimination, girl's elimination, that matters less to me. Because people would are voting for Tori, they're not voting for Devin. Um, unless you know, we'll get into that later on. But we've never, they've never surprised us permanently. They might have faked us out later. I think that's going to come, though. I think that it's when it gets more even, they will start doing some misdirections. Yes. Uh, so the daily called Smuggle Run. If that's a pun, I missed it too. Um, probably the most important daily. It's a five mile race with this. Yeah capsule it was basically like hey here's your final preview yes it was and it really did ashley in i feel 
and we'll talk about it, but I think it really hurt Ashley. Uh, well, I, think it, I, I think it doomed a lot of partnerships because then people are getting a wake up call. Like I love this challenge for that reason. Yeah. It was a microcosm of this is what's going to happen. <laughs> there was a, a little bit of like, okay, it hurt maybe nom more than others or people that had big height differences. Right. It seemed to like cause some awkwardness. Um, however, it, I think this was a this would have been a final. I'm rewatching all the seasons, as I do every five years or so, and this would have been a final of the first like 15 seasons of the show. And it is a good microcosm of right. what will happen. And I think your point about the height difference was important. You know, Jay and Teresa obviously did well. They're kind of similar heights. CT and Big T really struggled for height difference reasons, and maybe for Big T reasons. Um, but I think it kind of like separated like the wheat from the chaff or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. You heard that? Um, so some people who did well, obviously Jay and Teresa won. I mean, incredibly, I was surprised by that. And it was so, but this is why it was such a good, I wonder if production did this purposefully because it does, it does show it shakes things up by the implications. Like Jay and Teresa don't look, they look like maybe a layup, so to speak, quote unquote, but in a final, they're really strong. Right. With Both good that, endurance, great endurance. Uh, and the one, some people, and Ashley did well too, to your point, like did really well in the puzzle. Looks like she's really good in endurance as well, certainly. And I think that put, that heightened the target on her. That's what I mean when I think it really did Ashley in. And some people, it exposed, I'll just say it like that. Big T obviously really struggled. And I think CT realizes that. Um, Fessy knew that going in about Anissa and, she, and that really was highlighted. Certainly. The surprising one who struggled were Nam and, and Lolo. That was and, a big surprise to me. And it was hard to know why. I mean, they were talking about the communication. I don't really buy that. Lolo said her, she had shoulder surgery and she blamed him for most of it, it seemed. I, but why didn't they do better? I, the only thing I can think of is that it was awkward carrying the capsule more so for them than others, unless... The other thing, they didn't make such a big point of it if it was, is if Nam's endurance isn't so good. Although I don't think this would have really affected your endurance. It's five miles, right? And, but they're not running, really. You know, I'm sure, well, yes, it does affect endurance, but it's not a, it's not grueling endurance-wise, I don't think. Well, it's certainly like a, a parade of bad excuses, I thought. Like Anissa said she was bad because it wasn't a final and she didn't need to win. It's like, no, you're just not good at this, Anissa. Like, it's time to I realize that. And for somebody who, as far as we know, she's never run a final, right? Like by herself. So don't act like you you could turn it on for the final. It's just not. Although she did have a point. In some way, there was some validity. If you're not first place in this and you're right. one of the you know eight other teams, why am I killing myself here to get fourth place? Well, if you're know? Lolo, you want to finish strong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I didn't like Lolo's excuses because she didn't do well. And she lashes out at Nam saying he didn't finish strong. He didn't do well in the math portion, even though he's an engineering student. Um, she's just not, he's not a good partner for her. He's not communicating well. I feel like she really pushed 90% of the blame on him. And to your point, like, we don't know why we don't really, we didn't really see that play out. We didn't see it play out. Although this is jumping ahead to that conversation. I really like their pairing with each other. I don't, because I think that for some reason they really care for each other as a part. I think Lola was so upset about it because she really likes Nam. And I think Nam was my favorite moment of the episode is they like 
played dramatic music and Nam realized he was so sad about being potentially a bad partner. I thought that was really sweet in a way. <laughs> like, well, you know what? I had a different reaction because I could, t- I agree that they like each other a lot and they care about each other, but I feel like they're a bad fit romantically and in terms of athletically because Nam is just like, like it's like a cliche, but he's like a German engineer. Like he's just more like, um, but I, that odd coupleness makes me like their them as a pairing more. And I, I, I kind yeah. of want to see it pay off as I want them to like figure it out and how, you know, I don't, I just invested in them as a team. Not that it's a, I'm not, I agree with you. It's not like, Oh, they're, they're going to perform amazingly. That's certainly more questionable, right. but I like them. You so you're saying likability is up. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Lola is just kind of difficult. I don't really like her. Um, no, and I was expecting that. I just like them as a story. I I yeah. think they're a fun pair. Certainly, if there was like title odds on Bovada Sports or whatever, their odds of winning the final dropped dramatically. Yeah, just because like they were expected to dominate and they looked very mediocre. Yeah, and it, we're st- we're not so clear on why. We, that's the thing we keep coming back to. We're not so sure why that happened. Well, we talked last, I think last episode about Lolo as a competitor and obviously she's super fast and you'd figure her endurance is great and she's tall and she's long. The strength is always a debate and you just thought she would be much stronger because she's an athlete. Like maybe her shoulders effed up. I don't know, but she didn't look like it was that easy for her. She wasn't dominant. No. And you know what? This is going to be. And Nam has not been dominant. No. You know, and, and Lolo is obviously at a different level as an athlete than everyone else, like a legitimate Olympian and track star. Although I will say this, I did read a negative article about her recently of her Olympic days saying that some of the other, her peers were upset that she was getting so much attention. Sure. Even though she wasn't like winning gold medals. And it was because she was like, you know, attractive and photogenic and like, it was a good uh- story. Anna Kornikova. Anna sort of. Kornikova was what they re- directly referenced, the tennis player. And so obviously she's still a great athlete, a world-class athlete, but maybe we slightly overrated her. I don't know. True. She still looks pretty imposing. And I don't know. I think it's a little, it's definitely a question mark, but we have yeah, to. Yeah, and maybe irrelevant because like the 10th best hurdler in the world is, you know, so much better than anyone else who's like an average person. Yeah, um, I asked one question. So she kept yeah. referencing she's been on teams and she's a team sport. Right. She, I didn't get that either. Sport? Maybe like a relay race or something. Maybe a relay race. She was on bobsledding teams. Um, although, again, there was, she was criticized for it. She got picked because she was famous for that. I could see that. Um, um, that's a team. I guess the track people think of themselves as teams. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe like at some point where along the way. Um, and Nam is more of like, an American Ninja Warrior kind of guy, right? That was his show, like Beastmaster or something. Ultimate Beastmaster. Yeah. So he's had to work with the beasts. (laughs) I think that's probably an individual show. It's really not, it shouldn't be that hard to work as a team in this. And I do think it lends me to think that they're just making excuses. Well, I'm invested in their story. I'm kind of rooting for them to figure it out. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, to me, they're almost like ringers. You know, like they're such good athletes that I, w- I would like to see like our homegrown challenger win instead. But I don't know. Um, so from there, Teresa and Jay won, right? So Teresa has all the power. And you made this point earlier. Like I thought the show was setting up the opposite. 
I thought they were setting up somebody like Lola was going to win and throw Teresa in. Weren't you? I thought that, yeah, she was going to be the target because there was so much attention on her. Yeah. And that's what usually what we see, but it was the direct opposite. Teresa wins. And now Teresa has the power. She even said, I'm going to F some bitches up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everyone's campaigning with her, you know, Ashley had a moment. Nani was worried about it. I guess they went head to head in the past. I don't remember that elimination. Do you Nani versus Teresa? She, she said Teresa beat her at some point. I, you see, I thought that they were rivals at a, at a in a season. Maybe that, they were completely rivals. That's possible. Uh, look it up. Um, and then Teresa goes into overmode strategy-wise and says to everyone, I'm campaigning to get Ashley. She wanted Ashley to be the house vote. And yeah. I thought that would come back to bite her because Ashley was kind of lurking around. But it didn't. I mean, and it worked. And... Basically, in the vote, the, the rookies all voted for Ashley. The old guard kind of wanted Amber. And the compromise agents were indeed Ashley and Corey. And it looks like, just circling back, Nani and Teresa weren't rivals officially. But they, they are linked in some way. Like, I think they've had their feuds before. Yeah. And uh, are you surprised that the campaign worked? Ashley, I thought Ashley argued her points well in that uh, deliberation. She said among other things, you want strong women here in the final because there's some dead weight. She talked about, you um, don't know it's a guy's elimination, girl's elimination. She made all good points. It didn't matter. They still voted for her. Were you surprised by that? See, I thought Ashley had a strong episode, even being eliminated in the end. Right. I thought she came, she was great confessionals. She's great at confessionals. She was very well spoken and cogent during the deliberation. The one point I didn't agree with was the one you referenced that Oh, you want strong females at the end here to run the final with. I mean, yes and no, you kind of do, but you don't want your opponents to, right? So it's yeah. a little, that's a little bit not so persuasive to me because I feel like I, as a competitor, I have some control over that. Like, and I, as a, if I was a male competitor, so I don't know if that is true, but otherwise, yeah, I thought she, I was surprised that the double agents had so much sway. It's like they literally one of the, I forget who said in deliberations, like, well, the, you know, the double agents want us to vote this way. So that's something where you should do. Like, why well, is that? Why is, is? That such an important? Uh, why is that so influential? With the well, double I think agents? you're right about Ashley. I agree with you on Ashley. Cause I never really liked Ashley, but I think she made more sense than not this whole episode. Obviously she did well in the puzzle. She argued her points well. And she made a point of confessional that I agree with too. She's like, why isn't Teresa targeting a weak yes. girl? This was, yeah, that was, I think, important because that was the, I think that's the main strategic question for Teresa. Yeah. Just and I have an answer for you though, I think. Okay. I think Teresa realized the numbers are on the sides of the rookies. They, at, at least in female wise, they've won two votes in a row and she's just sort of locking herself in with that alliance and, you know, Cam and Ashley and everyone might say they're going to get her, you know, vengeance, but the numbers aren't on their side. Interesting. So she's sort of making her play to align with the more potentially dominant alliance. Right. And I think that's what's key about it. Since we know female versus male, it seems like we know what's, what's what. I don't know when the rookies are in charge of the male eliminations, but it seems like the British block is in charge of the female votes. I think know? this is a really good point because you're saying it's not so much about getting your skull 
if you were to get your skull, you would vote in one of the British girls, let's say. Right. And Therefore, so she didn't want to turn your, on the dominant exactly. block. Exactly. And you would cast your lot in with the less numbers in that sense, right? So she was doing... In, uh, so balancing that, she chose being with the alliance that's more numbers heavy versus getting the easy skull. Right. It's a matter of losing the battle to win the war. She picked the right, the side that she thinks is going to ultimately win the war. Okay. Still debatable though, because you might say getting a skull, it's debatable, which is more valuable having your skull in hand, which again is not a hundred percent that you would won, that you would have won at any point, but, or being safe politically. Right. And she could have done both if she would have gone up against Ashley herself, if she thought she could win. And I don't see any reason that she wouldn't have a chance. I don't think that's, I think that's too risky. Um, And then her shady move, I think was, you know, kind of telling Ashley she was fine, telling Cam that I'm going to. I just figured out something. Sorry to interrupt. How you can maybe have both being with the the rookies, but still getting your skull. Guess who you'd vote in? Anissa? Oh, yeah, that's actually, well, Anissa's good in elimination. I wasn't thinking of Lisa, your, your favorite. My favorite? I don't know. Who's my favorite? Not Oh, Nani. Nani. And she's already beaten Nani. You're right. That would have been the play. Everyone thinks they're rivals, these two. Yeah, you're right. That's 100% what she probably should have done. Although I'm not sure Nani's aligned with anyone. You know, she's not so... It's not really proving your your allegiance to the rookies. By right. Maybe she needed to ingratiate herself or, and maybe she wanted to, you know, knocking off two vets or one of the two vets further secures their majority. Yeah. And makes it golden. So, but the thing I think she made a mistake in, she told cam, I'll give you the chance if you want it. See, she I thought that was sort that. of smart because then you're getting a bit of your cake and eating it too. If, if cam it's true. Says yes. Yeah. It's a risk. <laughs> it's a risk that you're not getting a headbanger and that Cam does not volunteer. I mean, I think the chances of that blowing up in your face are like 80%. But then at least you were, but the counter to that is you're going to do that anyway. Cam was going to be upset anyway, right? Because you're voting, you're throwing her in. That's so at true. least there's a 20%. Okay. So chance. 20% chance you save yourself. That's true. Yeah. yeah and, I, you know, Cam and, and Leroy and all these guys like talk a big game. They they still have not shown any eagerness to go get their gold skull or set up situations for themselves to get gold skulls. Has anyone to, uh, rem- this season? I don't think so. Tori wanted to remember at one point with Amber, but just didn't That's have true. the votes. That's true. I guess Tori did. Yes. So, hey, you know, Teresa coming at the queen throws in Cam and Kyle. There was a brief moment where TJ said it was a male elimination. He's like, man, get ready. It's your turn or something like that. And I legitimately thought it was real. Didn't you? Yes, I did too. I thought that I totally fell for it. That TJ, TJ is so good, right? (laughs) Do you think they should have? Do you think it would have been worth upsetting the apple cart? Because it seems like everyone's on to their order right now. I don't know if I have such strong feelings whether they should have or not. I would have been a bit bummed out because I have to say I was kind of rooting for Teresa and Jay this episode. I was sort of behind them. I wasn't, I don't know why. Like I just kind of liked that they were the, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere and had a big presence. So they would have really thrown their plans out of way. And I wouldn't have liked it if it was a male emulation because it would have made me think the show is, doesn't want to lose Ashley or Cam because they like them both. Um, So I'm glad that they didn't, you know, audible in that way. 
And also there's three guys with the gold skull, only one lady with the gold skull at this point. So they did need to even it up at some point. True. But it was so, still a fun moment. It was a fun moment to yeah. do that. And gave him something to think about. Planted the seed, at least. Yes. And so um, the elimination, two heavy hitters, Cam versus Ashley. Two-time champ, probably going in as the underdog against Cam, who had, they said nine and one prior to this. That was crazy to me. I yeah. knew she was good in eliminations. Last week, they said, oh, Anissa, with your 10th elimination win, and then you wanted to induct her into the Hall of Fame because of that. <laughs> And well, I thought it was probably as most as anybody. Well, apparently not. Yeah. Anissa has been around what, like 10 times longer than Cam has. Right. Wow. Well, let's get into that later. So, so the, it was called dead ringer, the elimination, and you basically swing back and forth and put the rings on the hooks, kind of like Cirque du Soleil. Do you remember Robin, the Grayson family? He would have been good at this. I think that's basically their act in, in Batman Forever. Do you remember that? Oh, Ro- <laughs> Robin. Like, I thought you meant like, Robin from the challenge. You know, No, I, my mind's jumping a little all over the place. Chris O'Donnell is Robin flying. Yeah, I know. I know that. Okay. Yes, it was like that. <laughs> um, I think it, did you have a favorite going in? Did you have a favorite? Why, did, two, why did they target Robin's family there and kill them in that movie? Was it, they just happened to be there? They happened like, to be oh, there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was Two-Face just showed up at the circus because it was a big circus televised event, as circuses tend to be. <laughs> and uh, there's a great line in 30 Rock <laughs> once um, where Tina Fey is Liz Lemon. They're like in a, some fancy party with tuxedos. And she's like, I feel like the Riddler's going to jump out <laughs> at some moment. Because all those Batman movies, there'd be some fancy party and then the bad guys would show up. <laughs> they have a good time in Gotham. Um, okay, so, but my question was before you knew what the event was, did you have, how would you have put the odds? And then how would you have put the odds when you saw what it was? Head to head, I think you got to go with Cam being blind to the elimination. She's the challenge, the elimination queen. I didn't know she was nine and one, but I no. knew she was very strong in eliminations. I didn't know the exact number, but I knew she had that one season where she just like, won I would have guessed like five and one. I didn't realize it either. You know, there's sometimes people will have those seasons. Car Maria had one early in a career where they you're thrown in always and you win a ton. Like it, you can get a big streak that way. Wes had that right on fresh meat. Right. Um, so I would have favored cam and, and then when really, you saw what it was, unless it was a, just a straight puzzle, I think I would have favored Cam in nine out of 10 eliminations. And I thought this one really favored her because a lot of it was using your body weight to fly and, being and then using taller, your reach. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think her reach was a big advantage here for any. Yes. Whoever would be taller, longer arms is going to have a big advantage. And so Cam dominated early. She went up 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. looked like a bird with one wing. Um, <laughs> But it actually started coming back. She ended up at one point it was four to three by my my notes. And then it was and then Cam took her out of six to three. Yeah. So Cam she... officially went to ten and one in eliminations, which is an amazing streak. That is very impressive. And it does not <laughs> after you've mocked me for my Anisa comments. I mean, if Cam can win a couple of finals, I mean, is this a Hall of Fame trajectory for her? Yes, she hasn't been around so long. And she's definitely made it her mark. And I think that for some reason, she seems to rub people the wrong way online and things like that. 
Um, but you can't argue 10 and one is very impressive. It, it is shades of Wes early in his career, who was just unbeatable yeah. in eliminations. That's a great, a great combo. Cause, and, and cause she's strong, she's tough. The finals going to be her big wild card. You know, like we think she's pretty good in finals. We haven't really seen it. Yeah. She hasn't been tested in that way. Um, Cause she's just big, you know, she's big and strong. And so that does lend itself well. She's almost like Fessy too. Like Fessy would maybe be 10 and one in eliminations and then lose every final. We don't know. We still have to see that. That's true. So Ashley, she, wait, sorry to, so who, how did she do in the mini final daily? Um, she did well. I, you know, yeah, I she wasn't, didn't, I have her like, a, you know, above average. She was in the top five, I think at some point. Okay. So that, that's a good sign. And to her credit, look, she has a partner in Kyle who might be underrated too. I mean, the two of them together. I, listen, I am making a prediction. Okay. Drum roll. Okay. I wrote this down. I circled it. My big prediction, I think I've been wrong in every prediction I've ever made, but my big prediction is I think Kyle's going to win this year. Well, it would be both. Wouldn't it be the team you think? Sure. But maybe I'm more saying Kyle's my more sure. sexy because I think that's less expected. Maybe Kyle and Cam both have their skulls. Both are pretty good at everything. Both are tall. Both have pretty good endurance. I mean, I don't know if they'd be the favorite, but they'd be top three. I think Kyle's a good pick because he's always under the radar. He's always like, he does really well at like not having a target ever and being very solid at everything. You know, he's not bad at anything. And he doesn't Maybe. quit. He doesn't quit. And he doesn't quit. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think he's in good shape and he kind of plays the fool sometimes. So we kind of like, we underestimate yeah. him. Completely. I have a question for you, Cam. I was curious if she'd ever flip to Leroy. Maybe she's saving that for the end. Do you do you think she wants to flip to Leroy at the end, or do you think she thinks Kyle's a better bet? Well, great question. Great question. Well, I think she's been smart and not doing that thus far, because you spread out your alliances, right? Um, still potentially the move of the season to not, you know, if it works out in the end. Um, does she want to be prepared paired with Leroy in the end? I guess she would she would trust him more. I think the downside is you hedge your bets because Leroy has a good partner. I have a good true. partner. We That's have a true. double shot of winning, kind of. I almost wouldn't want to if I were her, because I think it's too fraught with ten like what if it just adds a lot of stress to the relationship, I'd imagine. If like well, if one, you say Lolo and Nam, if there are any examples. Exactly. I agree. I think it's probably smart to save your bullets unless you have to. I mean, if there's some point where she has to pick between the two to save one or something like that, but I think it's probably smart. I think Kyle's probably a better partner in the final than Leroy too, to be honest. Certainly if they're swimming. Yeah. And I think Leroy's probably has a better partner in Casey, I guess. I'm not, I don't know. We, maybe we overrate Casey sometimes. Although I don't think there will be swimming because they keep referencing how the water the water the water is very cold, so maybe it's only like you wade through it or run through it. You're probably not going to swim through it. That's uh, my other prediction. Yeah, I don't know. So that was the episode from Teresa with Love, starring Teresa, um, <laughs> co-starring Cam and Ashley. I would say those are the three major players. So wait, hold on. So what did you think about? They made a big deal about how this is, they seem to do this every episode when someone makes a power move, like, oh, this is gonna come, This uh, the whole house is against you now, whether it's Fessy or Tori, which actually turned out to be true, or 
not uh, not not Jay and Teresa. They, like now, there's so many enemies they've made. What do you think of that? Is that is well? This that a- was getting to my earlier point. Like, I think there's a big divide between the men tend to let the women handle their side and vice versa. And so I think the female rookies are in control. And so Teresa is buffered in that way. And one of my stock downs, we talk about stock up, stock down based on our prior expectation. Yeah, I almost have to say Jay because he wanted to support his partner. But I don't think the male rookies or the young bucks have young bucks as in like Leo, you know, who just left too. Mm -hmm. The rookies have as much power in the male bracket. So I think Jay is much more likely a target than Teresa. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good point. I, I, yeah. You know what? I think you're, you're, you're making some really great points here is that the, the, you're right. There's no, like, who's the male rookies that would be the other, like, well, and Leo's gone too. So that kind of takes a buffer out if they thought he was a weak link. So Jay is vulnerable now, maybe more so than Teresa. I 100% think so. Yeah. And I think he realizes that. And maybe those interviews are taped after the fact. Who knows? But um, yeah. I think he's got a real big target on his back next week. So who is who are Jay's allies left that are male? Not many males. I mean, like... You no think one, really. Mechie, like maybe because he's a rookie. Maybe Michi. I think that he was friends with Corey. That's gone. He was friends with Josh, Kyle. maybe. And but, Kyle, who that got burned. Oh, that got burned, too. So, Yeah. I think that's a great call by you. Yeah, and it's too bad because we I like Jay. And he's just trying to be nice, trying to be supportive of his partner. I don't think it was anything malicious personally, but maybe I just like Jay. I do like Jay, and I think he's such a good comp- underrated competitor. Yes, I agree. Um, and, and I like that he thinks at least strategically. Um, and this might come back to bite him, but at least he's trying. The question with Jay is, has he proven enough, did well in this daily, did well last daily, that the guys would be scared to throw him in. Depends on the guy, probably. Um, I Like Corey. Would Corey, being like an average guy who wants revenge now against everybody, would he feel comfortable going up against Jay? Uh, hard to say. Hard to say. I think who's Corey going to feel comfortable going against? Maybe. I mean, Michi is probably the weakest link right now. Yes. But to answer your question, probably Corey would think he he would wouldn't mind going against Jay. If you're to line up all the guys, Jay is maybe one of the in the bottom half of those you would be afraid of in a, an elimination. But I think he, he I would take him over Corey. Yeah, I mean Jay. A lot of the I mean, if it's climbing, he's good at climbing. It seems like he's pretty good at That's puzzles. The That's the thing. If you want to be a challenger, you got to be a rock climber. That mm-hmm. is like the thing to be. I feel like that's the best, like, because I think of Landon. <laughs> like if, if you're a rock climber, you're like, suddenly that's the perfect. What's well, like a lot of upper body strength, a lot of grip, balance. Yeah, maybe, maybe everyone should be rock climbers. Did you ever see that movie, by the way? Look where they don't do it with like wires or something. Yeah, like, what's what a movie. I, I, didn't recommend, <laughs> I don't recommend that one. I mean, I know people don't like documentaries, um, but that is free solo one of the best documentaries you'll see about a guy who climbs you know without wires or ropes i would recommend that movie and jay might be starring in the sequel because he looks really good at this <laughs> yeah if you want to like be good at like i think the rock climbing although I, I i always if i meet a rock climber guy in real life i'm always like a little like come on 
was really bad at it, which probably shows you that it is related to athleticism. Because <laughs> like, I was just like, traumatized. Like, yeah, I was like hanging like a toad on like a wall, <laughs> like just like embarrassing myself. I could never get to the second rock. Yeah, my upper body strength is not stronger than my weight, I guess. Um, but good for Jay. He definitely has the body type to be a good rock climber and a good final competitor. So is anyone else stock up, stock down, you know, based on what we thought before? So I thought Jay was in pretty good position before. Now I think he has no gold skull and he's being targeted. I think he's in worse shape than he was last week. Is anyone you thought did well for themselves this week? Okay, I have three candidates. Yeah, let's hear it. One is the obvious one, which you like to be contrarian. You're not gonna, you're gonna hem and haw about it. But I think Teresa had a really strong episode, and you cannot say her stock did not go up in terms of just presence, like being and, personality. Yeah. And I think for you described very well how her move was actually pretty smart politically. Yeah. And I think it's not gonna bite her. I mean, as much as her partner, maybe. Right. I mean, maybe Nani vows revenge and goes up against her, but I mean, she's not terrified of that. In fact, I don't think she's terrified of anyone in the house aside from maybe Lolo and Casey, right? Those were the only two that would intimidate me left. Cam, Cam. Cam, but I don't think Cam's going to go back in. True. Okay. My other candidate for stock up is a surprise. Hmm. I actually, and this is a personally, I liked her more this episode. For uh, So my own personal stock up, Ashley. Even though she got eliminated, I was sort of, I kind she, of. She was going to be my stock up too until the end when she kind of combusted and got emotional and started ranting and raving again. <laughs> That's part of the Ashley package. But can she, the, the question mark with her is, can she continue to sell herself as this great champion if she keeps losing and losing and losing? She's good in finals, I think. I agree. Good in finals, and she's good at puzzles. She's better than anyone at those puzzles. She proved that again. But in daily, I mean, dailies and eliminations, she's she's not average. Like, she's not like an Ev. You know what I mean? Like she's not dominant physically, right? She'll never be that. But I mean, would even consider her average? I think she might be below average in elimination. In elimination? Yeah, I'd say she's closer to average than below average. But I don't think she's um, a favorite by default. But like, what about like a pole wrestle? Like, do you think she would be? I think she could be like a Nani. Yeah. If Nani's average, then she's above average. Nani might not be average, but (laughs) you know, we, you know what I mean? Okay. My last candidate for stock up joke one. Cheyenne from teen mom. No, I saw a lot of teen mom commercials. That's right. They've been making a lot of mileage out of that one that adorable clip of her with the little baby that's <laughs> drinking the fries and the milk. But I feel like that's every commercial, twice a commercial. And she must, that baby must be so cute. They promoted Cheyenne to Teen Mom OG because she was not a Teen Mom OG. <laughs> She's the definition of non-OG. Um, MTV has a weird strategy with commercials where it's just like, we're going to overwhelm you with like one show. <laughs> and it used to be deliciousness. And now it's Teen Mom OG was this week and this beat it over your head. I feel like that's been every, they've been doing that. When is the show starting? I feel like they've been promoting it for a long time now. I have a hard time. I've never seen the show. I have a hard time like thinking that's good for the world. Yeah, that's not a hot take. I think that's been debated. Yeah, I'm not endorsing Cheyenne. I mean, she does look like the star of that show though now, I'll be honest. Um, up to the big leagues because um, I didn't really have a lot. Of, I I thought I was going back and forth with Ashley the whole time. I agree with you. I thought it was 
um, she had a really strong first two thirds. And then Cam is kind of obvious. She won. I mean, we don't like to award people just for yeah, winning. Yeah, we don't really. If you won it, that you kind of, it's too obvious. Yeah. And what about Kyle in a way because his partner won and he's set up really well now? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that he didn't have so such a huge presence this episode, but I think his position is really good. And so stock down, I, I was going to say Jay because of his, I think he's going to get targeted and burn some bridges. Is there anyone else you had for stock down? I have two others. One is Big T from her big episode last week. I think we kind of saw, oh, wait, she's not the challenge. <laughs> she's not dominant. And she, if this is indication of a final, she's probably going to be a liability, right? Um, well, couldn't we say the same about Anissa? Like, as good of a personality as Anissa has in terms of drama and Big T for being lovable, they could be on the show 20 times and not win. True. Although I think that's more of a known for Anissa right. for me than it is for Big T. Um, and then the, my other one is um, Darrell. Huh. Interesting. He just has been so anonymous this this season. He's always uh, been kind of like that though, right? I know, but like, I, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. It's just, well, I want, I want him to have a, I want him to do something or be more intimidating or something. Like a lot of his wins were in those team old school team challenges. You, you, that was a good point you brought up like rewatching them. He doesn't really, he, I think his aura is more impressive than his actual resume. Yeah. I think he did well in the eliminations, but like it's, it is different to win a group of 10 challenge. Yeah. Um, can I give a stock up actually to a listener? Sure. Oh, we love it when people read listen to this at all if you made it this far you know you deserve a gold skull in this episode um and especially when people write in comments and reviews and there's one listener that's really good about um like fact checking us and giving us history nala i told you like some of our comments were about ct we had talked about ct not being great at strategy yeah and then nala was like you forgot about remember CT's good strategic plays and remember he had that card connecting everyone's past um, connections. Oh, yeah. that's, tr that's true. Good yeah. job. So, and it's like for us, like we watch it and sometimes that seasons blur together. Um, so it's really helpful when people like flag stuff and, and I'll also give good backstory about Natalie. So um, we definitely appreciate that engage. Cause that's really the fun. It's like, you know, you talk about the shame, going away about stigma about mental health stigma about whatever lgbt issues hopefully the stigma is going away about watching mtv the challenge because it's a great show and when you find somebody else who likes it and watches it it's like such a good feeling like if i'm at a dinner party and somebody's like oh i love the challenge i'm like oh my god i could be friends with this person um so we want more people <laughs> yeah, like for that. sure that comes up at a dinner party yes that's the dream <laughs> it has like people i don't like and then I find out that they watch the challenge. I'm like, I could talk to this person for three hours. Like, there you go. That's all I that's need. That's true. That's, I've yet to experience that myself. But that's what, <laughs> I'm waiting for that moment. Um, so good. <laughs> I like this episode. I would give it like a B plus, A minus. What about you? I think a B plus. I think the season's been strong. It continues to be strong. Yeah, and I agree. Very watchable. And it's, some of it's going to depend on how the gold skulls play out, how much the partners matter. But overall, very watchable episodes. No D drama, no editing drama. Um, so we like it. We enjoy watching and talking about it. 
we enjoy that some people are listening and contributing. We appreciate that. So Dondrick, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.